and spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania. Rolling. Well, hello. Welcome, everyone. This is uh, uh, the inaugural Justice League podcast. We are going to be um, recapping some of the week two matchups of the 2021 season. And we are doing this live Sunday night as the um, Oilers slowly step on the necks of the hapless Senators. And uh, that game may have some fantasy impact on some of these late matchups. So we'll try to give you the most uh, up-to-date uh, scores. Yeah, there's a small impact on one or two matchups there. I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm Chris, by the way. Nice to meet you all. Your Western Conference correspondent, manager of the Calgary Weathermen, joined by Peter, you all know, manager of Jock's Traps. And uh, yeah, wanted to bring a little more in-depth coverage to the weekly recap. So we're going to just live go through all these matchups, see what's going on and uh, what takeaways we have for each team. So the first one that jumps out to me, Peter, is uh, Heart Attack and Hahaho. Um, Reese putting up some really big numbers. He's uh, making a statement to start the year. Won his first matchup 7-2, and now he's up 8-1 with some really good stats across the board. Um, Anything jump out to you there? Yeah, I think it's the uh, change of team name, change of logo that really got the boys going. Um, uh, Connor McDavid is uh, pretty helpful in that department, though, uh, with the casual five points tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, he had like some really crazy offensive numbers and he led the league in, uh, assists was second in goals and, uh, yeah, is on his way to a eight, one matchup victory. The only category that, uh, ha ha ho was able to take was blocks, um, led by, uh, Connor Murphy and Charlie McAvoy, but definitely an interesting matchup because, uh, heart attack, formerly known as Barkov Obama was out of the playoffs last year. And uh, with this win, I think should be in first or second, probably in the league. And uh, Peter Taylor has been in the playoffs his every year he's been in the league. So this will bump him down a little bit in the standings still early, but kind of a, you know, maybe a bit of a change in the guard with this one. Yeah. I've been really impressed by Reese's team, uh, especially like the, the dynamic duo in net. Carter Hart and Jordan Binnington putting up crazy numbers this week. Uh, I think just the number of starts to be under two goals against average and 939 save percentage is pretty great. Um, and that was kind of Reese's strategy in the in the draft too, right? He kept kept Hart, I believe, and then Binnington was first round. Yeah. And uh, that's paying off in a big way in this matchup. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Tom- Connor had 12 points and eight power play points this week. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, really made the difference. Tough luck for Peter, too. He was third in the league in power play points, but uh, just, uh, you know, bad bad luck on who he matched up on because normally that would be a good enough uh, total to win. And, like, not to rub salt in the wound, Peter, but if Connor McDavid played your team this week, he would actually win a category. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. whatever. Can't compete with, can't compete with him. All right, that could next? be a good uh, trade proposal. I think maybe my roster for McDavid. Let's see how Reese feels about that. You might need to make a couple moves to fit under yeah. the salary cap, but it could work. Um, the next one, let's uh, stick with some Edmonton superstars dominating. But let's go to uh, Ali Ali Oxenfree up four three on as good as gold. Um, Ali Ali Oxenfree managed by Charlie and as good as gold. Still the defending champ, um, the longest uh, tenure of one trophy with uh, the likely cup still in his possession, but uh, yeah, managed by Kyle. Um, and this was actually a pretty close matchup that uh, really got decided today. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, Kyle with a monster Sunday, 12 assists, six power play points, large Largely thanks to Leon Draisaitl with a six-point night so far. We, you know, there's still a full period of play left, um, but that that swung two categories there, taking assists and power play points and making this matchup a lot closer. Um, and we'll see. I don't. I don't think Draisaitl has 20 shots in him in the third period, but uh, <laughs> but also not- noticing Brady Kachuk. Also, you know, he's just a monster across the board. It's and- like a total cheat code. Yeah, so 22 shots and 15 hits this week with, you know, yeah. three points and two power play points as well. Like, that's two massive performances, uh, one from each team. Yeah. Another uh, kind of interesting storyline to follow with this one is it's the second week in a row where Kyle's dropped. Um, so, you know, he's put in a uh, big investment in his netminders and They've definitely paid off for him in years past, but with Anderson and Vasilevsky uh, coming up short this week to Morazic and Vanacek, <laughs> um, kind of an interesting uh, development. We'll see. Probably won't happen every week, but he definitely relies on his goalies a lot, and if they can't come through for him, usually won't uh, take the matchup. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think I always was, uh, you know, not stoked to be playing Kyle because I'm like, okay, like three three categories are punts this week. Like, um, but I think both weeks was it he played Peter last week, who also drafted yeah. two goalies really late. So two guys who kind of left goalies in the draft as an afterthought versus you know the team with two stalwart goalies, and so far it hasn't worked for uh, for Kyle. We'll have to see if that's just really terrible luck or you know a, an unfolding thing in in this weird fantasy season that for some reason an established starting goalie is not an advantage all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. I love fantasy too, for introducing me to new players. I had never heard of Hank on Anaheim until I saw (laughs) Kyle added him, but chipped in with nine hits, seven blocks. So maybe there's a hidden gem there. The funniest, most obscure players all of a sudden become totally relevant. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a funny thing all right um moving on 
This one is looking like it's pretty sewn up, but Golden Dwight's versus Chic. Uh, shout out to Matt for the absolutely hilarious logo. Every time I see that, I laugh. Yeah. Um, but this week, it didn't really do him any, any favors. Uh, David had another great week um, with pretty con- consistent, solid contributions across the board. Uh, anything you took away from that, Peter? Yeah, I mean, this one was pretty close or closer than the score suggests. Matt only being down by one goal, two power play points, a couple hits, you know, tied and wins. So, um, yeah, not as uh, lopsided maybe as the score suggests. Um, I think uh, that that was what I saw. A big week from Ivan Provorov, goal and four assists, three on the power play. Good to see him coming through for my flyers and for, uh, for Sheik and, uh, Sheik actually with his nine, nothing win last week, the seven, one win, I think he'll be in first place. Another, um, you know, team that missed the playoffs last year, coming back strong with a good draft, solid keepers and a hot start. Yeah, definitely. That's a ro- Like, as I go through his roster, I'm like, wow, I, I don't even want to check when I play him next, but, uh, I think that's the other thing is you see sometimes guys winning with, you know, 12 points from one player, but then I look at, at David's numbers and he doesn't have the best offensive numbers in the league this week, but he has very good ones and no one guy kind of broke out crazy. Maybe I guess pro Provorov with five points is an anomaly, but a pretty solid, well-rounded roster and, and consistent from hits and blocks and also like goals, assists and power play points too. I um, think too, his team, like maybe I wouldn't have thought this uh, coming into the year, but looking at his goalies, I think he might have the best goalies in the league with uh, Markstrom in Calgary and then both Boston goalies. Like he had a really strong week with like a 933 save percentage, 1.73 goals against, but those aren't like crazy numbers. I think like he, he could do that somewhat regularly. So he'll be a, a tough, uh, tough battle in the nets anytime you match up with him. Yeah, and that was a keeper decision that in, in Markstrom was kept, uh, as, if I remember correctly. And that was something I was like, ooh, I don't know if that was the right call, but <laughs> clearly David knew something I don't because uh, it's really worked out really well. And, and then to have the Boston stack on top of that is just like, yeah, that's a scary thing to look at. Okay, let's uh, continue on through the league. Let's travel west to uh, – look on the Calgary weatherman and Chris you're fortunate this week uh looks like you're gonna take your matchup seven to two um over the rubber duckies managed by Daniel um you won all or you're leading all six skater categories and Daniel took the two goalie percentage categories for his uh two points in this matchup yeah, like, uh, you're right. I am fortunate. Oh, I just got another block as I watched this live. <laughs> but uh, but definitely, um, I think I'm not super strong in the, the bruiser categories, and neither is Daniel. So, like, I think that was a really – that really fit well with me this week. Um, but, you know, my boy Nathan McKinnon came in huge, six assists, and Darnell Nurse with four, uh, five points now. Um, he's helped out in that garbage fire that's going on right now um yeah that's like what i was noticing i i have some really strong goaltending stats on daniel's side i never had a chance there um 
I should never have started Koskinen once this year is when I'm learning and now he's not <laughs> on my team. Um, but yeah, like Holpe with a big game and, and the Nashville guys came through big. So. Yeah, I think it's uh, remarkable too, because uh, Daniel's arguably the strongest goalie of the four that he has rostered didn't even play this week because of Vegas having some games postponed, but Fleury's been rock solid this year. So to still dominate the goaltending categories and not even need any games from Fleury's uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah. I guess now as I look at that too, just looking at our rosters, that's another thing is like he has four goalies and I have one right now. So it kind of makes sense that I took the the counting stats for players because I just had so many more starts. I think I think yeah. I had over 50 player starts this week. Um, so things like shots on goal, I think I led the league and for good reason, because I just had a lot of bodies out there. Um, but yeah, like if Daniel, if you wanted to drop one of those goalies and help the brother <laughs> out, like I would take one off your hands. Maybe we can, we can swing something. I have a couple extra skaters. Um, but yeah, I'll take the win for this week. Okay, and uh, next to a, a real barn burner of a matchup, one that's going was going down to the wire, um, is uh, Nylander's Ninjas versus the Happy Toes Gang, which I have to now modify my pronunciation of every time. But that yeah. that photo is something else. I don't. You can find anything you want on the internet. I guess is the, the moral <laughs> story there. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, just looking at that, the probably hardest thing to do is maybe aside from the goaltender tie is the shots on goal tie. And uh, yeah. despite having three guys uh, go into the overtime tonight in the Colorado Minnesota game, no one could put a puck on that. So they finished the tie there. Um, Scotty put up some good scoring stats and Tim put up some good goalies. Yeah, I think it's super rare to see someone win goals and assists and nothing else because usually, you know, a high goal total would suggest you're getting a lot of shots on goal, the more points you're getting, you know, a good chunk of them could come on the power play. But uh, in this case, Scott was just the even strength, highly efficient uh, scoring team. So wasn't able to take those other categories, but nice to see for his, his sake after getting uh, knocked around with covid and trade drama to see like uh, elias Patterson wake up big week from gurianov um couple uh yeah great picks in uh nylander as a the team captain stepping up with two goals nine shots so um yeah that offense is a, a good sign for him yeah i, I also noticed uh Farabee with the hattie today yeah i i was looking at scott i was looking at your roster the other day and i was thinking like man you gotta cut the trim the fat there and he was one guy I looked at and you held on to him long enough and he proved that that big night early in January wasn't a fluke so he's starting to yeah it seems like he'll he'll only have like three or four points or zero those are the only two outcomes for him <laughs> so volatile but but yeah some big scoring there um, also like rough luck too for Scott we you know he had to make that trade with um Peter Taylor to kind of address a need where he was not able to start a lot of guys Dubois was going to be out for a couple of weeks with the quarantine so you know get get some guys in that can contribute trades for Devin Taves and then Taves immediately gets hurt so I don't know yeah. if there's some uh, bad luck with the um, Dubois 
pick and trade, but he certainly hasn't helped things. Yeah, moral of the story is like you don't want to get traded to Scott's team because it means you're going to get COVID or you're going to get hurt or you're going to get traded. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's brutal. That's just, uh, I'm glad to see him, you know, get some points on the board this week. But like, you know, Scott, it's going gonna, it's gonna to even out. We're all going to get affected by COVID at some point and by players being injured, you're just having it all happen at once. <laughs> um, especially with, with Slavin and, and Teravine and still kind of mysteriously out. It says they're off the COVID protocol absence list, but they're still not playing. So um, I, I think that's something we'll have to watch this year. Like because players will get added to the COVID list, but they may or may not have actually had COVID. So I think that's something we're seeing too, is if someone's family member had it, they had to quarantine, the player would have to quarantine, but they can kind of come back full strength. But some of these players that have, actually tested positive and had the yeah. virus maybe it'll impact their play or their fitness or whatever and uh might take a little bit longer to get them back to full strength than we would think yeah definitely that i hadn't really considered that but that's a good point it's not every COVID absence is equivalent um the other thing i'm noticing here in this matchup is you know the defensive genius of mr tortorella paid off big for tim yeah, with the the Columbus goaltender stack there, both yeah playing great, and uh, won him the the goalie stats there. So I, I don't think yeah. Columbus had the strongest start to the season, and it will be interesting to see uh, what team we see for most of this year and what goaltenders show up. Um, seems like it's kind of feast or famine for Tim right now, but uh, I have to say I'm a little a little nervous for the uh, 2021 blue jackets and what's going to happen there. Yeah. It, it was a really good pickup though by Nylander's ninjas picking up uh, Kevin Lankinen for Chicago. Chicago hasn't looked super strong defensively all year, but Lankinen's kind of stolen that uh, starting job and beating Columbus head to head on Sunday gave yeah. uh, Chicago and Scott that extra win to tie up that category. So um, just looking at his, player page Lankinen yeah, with wow. five straight starts over 925 so my man like oh you froze for a second there but uh we're Sorry. good it's okay my, my internet connection's unstable um i think i was just marveling at Lankinen's <laughs> stats like i had never heard of this guy until you honestly just mentioned him i that totally i totally missed that but that's insane like that really makes up for the 24 Point two goals against average that Matt Murray put up tonight. <laughs> yeah, that makes me think rough. of as a kid. I had a a Mike Vernon a hockey card, and for whatever reason, in his rookie season, I think he played one game and he got pulled. And so I just remember seeing on, on his goals against average twenty four or twenty eight or something. And you're like, wow, like how's this guy still in the league? <laughs> yeah, who is this bozo? Why do I have his hockey card? So yeah, that's a sweet pickup. All righty. Um, okay, let's. Um, I think we only have on. one left. Or no, two. One left. Or two. Did I don't the amplification and twelve parsecs. Good matchup? call. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away, Petey. We'll we'll get them all eventually. I'm sure. Um, so amplification managed by Ian, up against twelve parsecs managed by Jordan. Um, the score looks like it'll hold. Um, so Jordan comes out just on top five to four um jordan taking five of the six 
skater categories and Ian sweeping the goaltending categories. Um, some takeaways here. This this was another one in net at least where the uh, goaltending came down to a head-to-head -head matchup on Sunday. So it was Reimer against Kudobin and uh, the Hurricanes picked up the win, which ended up being the uh, difference for Ian getting that extra win over Jordan and making this matchup extremely close. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I, I think the thing that like really strikes me is like, I don't know how Ian only got 50 shots on goal. I was like trying to figure it out, but like, <laughs> I, I guess just, you know, sometimes not everyone's shooting or their guys miss the net a lot or something, but um, that's crazy to see you know, the lowest shots on goal against the highest shots on goal, uh, in a week. Yeah. Um, but the goals were very close. Yeah, to totally. Ten. So shooting percentage, Ian, if that was a category, you'd be through the <laughs> roof. Right. But, uh, uh you don't have I, to take that second shot if the first goes in. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I think the other thing I'm noticing, like, uh, is that Jordan's team looks really, really good and just really crazy 100%. offensively. Like two wild power play points totals to start the year. Um, and like one thing that I'm seeing is like Tyson Berry kind of waking up in the last three games, putting up yeah. a goal and four assists with three power play points. And it's like if anyone, if anyone didn't need – somebody all of a sudden become a power play stud again. It's, it's Jordan, but he does. So, you know, yeah. If you can somehow, yeah, find... go ahead. Sorry. I was just like looking at his team. It's like so many top power play guys and Jordan was top two this week in goals, assists, power play points and shots. And I think the week before he was up at the top of pretty much all those categories too. So definitely a offensive juggernaut. Yeah. And and I think the other thing too is like Robin Leonard, uh, with some disappointing starts, uh, somehow managed to get 840 save percentage twice in, <laughs> in one week. But um, I guess those are back to back starts, but not in this both in this matchup. But either way, like he has some some good goaltending too that didn't really show up this week. Um, I was yeah. thinking I'm not going to be able to find like another seven power play points on the waiver wire, so I might have to get creative with my strategy when I play Jordan next. <laughs> Um, but all in all, Ian did really well, uh, securing four categories against him. And I, I would, I would call that a win <laughs> almost at this point, looking at Jordan's early stats. Yeah. I, I would call Jordan a early favorite for the likely cup. And I think having, uh, you know, finishing your draft in the fifth or sixth round is definitely a great way to assemble a super team. Yeah. No, no real holes to be found. Totally. Um, oh, okay. So should we move to the last matchup? Yeah. Wow. Uh, great timing. So I'm looking now here at the greasy grinders, uh, facing off against my dear brother's jocks traps. And just now it's now been tied to four, four. So <clears throat> there's a few horses left in this race. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Peter, anything, uh, that jumps out to you uh, from what's happened in your matchup so far? Yeah. So we, we were intentionally uh, keeping this one uh, for last because there's still four players or three players still to go. And this matchup has been totally 
close all week. Um, right now, as it stands, I'm up by one in goals, up by one in power play points, uh, 11 in shots, down one in hits, tied in blocks. So all the skater categories have been super close, except for assists. I'm getting dominated there. Uh, but yeah, Ashley had a great um, Sunday showing. I think I was up 6-3 going into the day, but she had some uh, strong performances to take the matchup back. Uh, Rista Linen's been like so huge for, for her and he yeah. just contributes in every category. Two power play points, eight blocks, 10 hits. Like it's a, just a total uh, category monster. So he's a t- tough one to go up against. Yeah, totally. I, I think the first thing that jumps out to me, and it's the same as the last one, is like, I don't know how your team only has eight assists. It's just like Ian's team with the shots. Like, you have a roster that should be getting lots of points. Um, so it's kind of funny how sometimes that just wor- works out. But uh, it's really close on the peripherals. And uh, we have Josh Norris on Ottawa left and Jesse Pliarvi on Edmonton for you. And then Zaitsev and uh, Stutzle however you say that Um, (laughs) for Ottawa as well. None of whom seem to be contributing too much tonight. I guess, is he on the bench tonight? Stutzel? Stutzel's on the bench. So that goal assisted by my Josh Norris. So that, that could be the reason why this matchup finishes tied, but there's still a couple minutes left. And yeah, with those margins of like one hit, zero blocks it, it could it could change um the other thing that was interesting to see you definitely pay closer attention to players on your team and or players on your opponents but brock Besser had a big week with four goals and 14 shots i think that's someone i had kept a couple years ago he had a really strong rookie year and hadn't really taken that next step but this might be the year where he really breaks out so that was a great um great move by ashley to get him on our team and she has a pretty good young core with uh, Besser looking good Jack Hughes looking really yeah. promising um, Lafreniere had his first goal of the year this week so we'll see uh, we'll see how they continue to to develop and maybe that's her core going into the next couple of years yeah definitely Jack Hughes is another just great dark horse keeper where I wasn't totally sure about it and he's like really uh, shown his pedigree this year so far so i think that'll be cool to watch him develop um also noticing jake allen with a a really strong start uh you know didn't get the win but he's been a guy who you know it always seemed like if he could get it together he would be a really great goalie and uh, he seems like he's getting a few chances in montreal so it'll be interesting to monitor that uh ashley with some pretty strong very strong goaltender stats and on the other hand um Varlamov looked like (laughs) Vesna material for you last week. Insane. And, you know, uh, maybe he just wasted it all last week. I liked it better when he was getting a shutout every game. Yeah. So he, what what happened to that? (laughs) Well, what happened is he let in a lot more goals. Um, I don't know. I guess you only had Varley play for you this week in goaltending. I had no Bobrovsky. uh, Bobrovsky is no longer on my team. Had to make a last ditch effort for some Radko Gudis magic today. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I had, I'd put some, you know, wanted to take a chance on Bobrovsky. He hadn't really sold me over so far, but 
We'll see. Yeah, Jake Allen's funny too. I feel like he just is better when he's the backup. Like yeah. when he's given the the starter's job, it doesn't go well. But when there's someone else there established, he's uh, really good in those short spurts. So good pickup by Montreal. Totally. And and again, I think just an unfolding thing with this with fantasy this year is that uh, having the guy like wins seems like it's totally who knows who's going to win the wins category. And because backups are getting a lot more chances and uh, you're seeing a lot of like repeat games. So it seems like there's a lot of crazy, really high scoring games or, you know, you play a bad team twice and you can shut them out. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that will be hard to predict going forward. Um, I think that pretty much wraps us up. Um, no, no blocks by Puliyarvi or Norris in these dying minutes of the game so far, but uh, as of press time with 749 left in the third period, it's a 4-4 tie between the Greasy Grinders and the Jocks Traps. I'll take it. Um, So yeah, that that kind of uh, wraps us up for our week two recap. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. This is something that uh, we had talked about doing last year and then obviously the pandemic put a pause on that, but we, yeah, just wanted to get creative, have some fun talking about our league and some fantasy hockey. And it's something that we, uh, you know, might want to do a couple more times this season and would love to have some guests or other managers come on, talk about their teams, talk about their matchups. So stay tuned and let us know if uh, that's something that interests you. Said it better than I could have. (laughs) <laughs> well, um, we'll see you guys next week. I'm just taking a peek at the live standings here, uh, seeing Sheik in first, Heart Attack in second, and 12 Parsecs in third. So that's your leaderboard uh, as of right now. And uh, we'll You're see. You're not going to mention us in fourth and fifth? Well, you know, it seemed a little self indulgent. <laughs> I, I just mentioned the medal winners at this right, point. Right, right. That's fair. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, this is a riot, and it's pretty easy to add anyone in. So if anyone wants to join the the Zoom Justice League recap podcast next week, just give us a shout, and uh, we'll make something happen. All right, we'll see you on the ice.